This is dedicated, a show where people share about what they are dedicated to. It could be a career or a hobby. They will tell you why they are so into it, or how they become so good at it. I'm your host Lulu, and making these conversations happen is what I am dedicated to. You can also tell me what you are dedicated to. Next time you proofread your writing, watch out for timidity. Anything that sounds vague, indirect, or hesitant, unless you truly mean it. As much of our communications have gone digital, across texts, emails, and online share docs. It's even more crucial to know how to add sparkle to what we write, so that the readers will jump up and implement what we suggest. This also raises a bar for online writing assistants. Besides catching typos, those smart ones can even help tweak the tone of our writing, depending on whether we like to sound approachable or professional. In this episode, Lulu talks with Zachary, a product marketing manager at Grammarly, who shares how Grammarly has gone beyond college essay checking, and aspires to help everybody with their everyday writing. As generative AI like ChatGPT eclipses almost everything in the productivity space, could Grammarly still find its niche? How did the filming go? How did filming go? Yeah. What was I filming?、Uh, you said you have like an earlier filming session. Oh, it was like a it was like a creative session. I wish I could be in the actual filming, the actual filming portion of stuff, but no,、mm-hmm. I only get to be in the、uh, in the planning. <laughs> yeah, but was that like a big part of product marketing, like what you're doing? Yeah, product marketing means a lot of different things to a lot of different people.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and the smaller you get in terms of an organization, the、mm-hmm. bigger the purview of a product marketer, which is really interesting at a company like Grammarly. Yeah, it, in my case, it means I can be touching、uh, some elements of video production, elements of feature development and product launches,、mm-hmm. uh, general market analysis, competitive landscape. It's all over the place, just really fun.、Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, I hope you can be the actual filming next time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to be there.、Uh, I've been told so far. I haven't been able to be on set watching the actual、uh, filming happening, but maybe one day. Yeah. So we will get back to this just in a minute, and just to give our listeners a little bit of background here. So today we have Zachary. And he is a product marketing manager at Grammarly, which is a popular online writing assistant. So I knew Grammarly from YouTube because I started seeing its YouTube ads when I was in college, which kind of makes sense because back then I was a student and I was an international student who might have problem with writing or grammar. So it makes sense to. Market to me like a grammar checker, but I keep seeing this ad many years after I graduated. <laughs>、um, 
I was kind of like pissed at the point because I was like, <laughs> how awful do you think my writing could be? But after watching like different versions of Grammarly CS, I noticed it is actually um, sending like a different message. So it's not just for students or non-native English speakers. It is also trying to reach out to a broader audience like business professionals or eventually everyone. So I realized um, Grammarly might be way more than like a spell checker. And I might like underestimate this product at that time. So that's why I invite Zach here to share the story about Grammarly. So first, I just want um, Zachary to share like why you join this company. I think either you like the product yourself or is doing something that aligns with your own calling or you just see it as like a profitable business. Yeah, why do you join this company? Hey, Kexon, thanks for having me on. All of the above, mm -hmm. is that an option? Can I pick that? <laughs> I was really excited to join Grammarly uh, for two personally very nerdy reasons. One, I love being on the cutting edge of AI mm -hmm. and Grammarly certainly is that. And two, I'm a big old writing nerd. I love language communicating mm -hmm. and the idea of working for a company who's on the forefront of AI and communications was a real big sell for me. So were you like a Grammarly user before you joined the company? I was a Grammarly user before I joined the company. I used Grammarly's free product. And now, thankfully, I'm using Grammarly's premium product also. Mm. Uh, you touched on something really interesting, mm -hmm. which is this idea that Grammarly is just about grammar checking. And it's just for folks who might need help being competent in their writing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it took me being here at Grammarly to learn that it's way more than that. It's mm -hmm. not just about being competent, it's about being extraordinary in how you communicate. Mm -hmm. So we're in this very interesting situation where our two biggest groups of users are on two diametrically opposed ends of the writing spectrum. On one end, you have people who might be ESL, uh, or might just be looking for extra help and confidence in their writing, uh, mm -hmm. trying to be competent, trying to be mistake-free, catch errors that they might miss themselves. But on the totally other end of the spectrum, we have a really healthy customer base of people who are extraordinary writers. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just writing a lot and they want a second pair of eyes to make sure that the writing that they're doing uh, isn't just correct, it's effective, it's getting the job done. And mm -hmm. I myself, who I've got a very high opinion, or at least I did have a very high opinion of my own ability to write and communicate coming into this job, now that I'm using Grammarly Premium, I'm finding myself with a ton of suggestions on my hands and accepting those suggestions because I can see how it makes my writing better. It was really cool to see. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, so just curious, what do you usually write for, like besides those work stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'm writing every day uh, when it comes to marketing. Mm -hmm. um, outside though, uh, just for fun, you know, I'm writing uh, poetry and creative writing 
Mm. I'm of course writing messages and emails to people. I have my my own side projects and side hustles that are always requiring writing. Mm. Um, and on the side, I also uh, do support for and coaching for folks who are applying to grad school. Mm. So I'm really directly using Grammarly as I review their essays. Yeah. Sounds like you really write extensively. Yeah. And yeah, I think for many of us, the time we spend writing is huge and also it's increasing. Like everything right now is moving into like a digital format and everything we do can be via like a text. So yeah, we, we don't necessarily like meet people or call people, but we're constantly like texting or chatting on socials. And also as more and more companies switch to like a hybrid work mode and they're hiring people from all over the world. So a lot of the times work or collaboration is just done asynchronously like emails or shared docs. So we don't actually like talk the talk and we start to like write the talk. So it's it's very interesting. And I think that make, make us realize that it's very important to know how to write well and how you communicate effectively in such like a digital world yeah really well put mm -hmm. uh, we're kind of hitting a new generation of what it means to communicate mm -hmm. that goes beyond just the world of work and productivity you really hit the nail on the head talking about remote work and how it's mm -hmm. uh, pushed us into communicating uh, asynchronously it's mm -hmm. why slack is has been gaining so much uh, usership yeah. for the last however many years it's been around. Mm -hmm. um, and it's why Grammarly was booming uh, through COVID as people started working remotely. That extra help uh, that Grammarly could provide in smoothing out that asynchronous or remote communication was huge. Mm -hmm. I see. That's interesting. So that's how Grammarly like, got a boost. But do you know like how this product got started? Like how the founders came up with this idea of a writing assistant? Yeah, our founders way back earlier than most people realize in 2009, mm. uh, our founders, Max, Alex and Dima uh, were coming off of an earlier business they'd started, which was a, a different writing business. Uh, but through that experience, they realized how 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 important it is to be able to communicate effectively and the flip side of that how debilitating it can be when uh your writing might lack quality mm -hmm. so they came up with this thing called grammarly which was this paid only service that gave you that extra peace of mind that your writing was correct and mistake free mm -hmm. and it grew and it grew and it grew and then in 2015 that's when you know we popped the fire hydrant. That's when the rocket ship took off because we made Grammarly free. We put all the correctness stuff, uh, mm -hmm. the idea that you can be mistake free into a free plan for people. And then we kept the uh, stuff that allows you to be uh, extraordinary in your communication mm -hmm. behind a paywall. And that, that became our premium plan. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started to see uh, growth into the millions and millions. And now we've got something like 30 million active users, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. 
And just one fun fact I found when I'm doing research about Gremlin. So the founders are from Ukraine, right? So they're like mm -hmm. non-native English speaker. Yeah, they, I mean, they brought a level of authenticity to the experience that I think not everyone could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what is your role at Gremlin exactly? It's a good question. I'm a product marketing manager, which yeah. I think every tech company that has a product marketing function defines a little bit differently. Every company has got some nuance to the role that uh, no other tech company has. But the way I like to define product marketing is you as a product marketer represent the voice of the customer as products are developed, launched, marketed, and sold. And tactically what that means to me is there's an inbound side and there's an outbound side. On the inbound side, it's all about using your understanding of the market and the customer to inform product development. I think there's this tendency for a lot of tech companies mm -hmm. to fall into a trap. And that trap is designing a solution without a problem. Uh, you know, we, we kind of saw it with Facebook's, uh, I'm sorry, Meta's first, uh, attempt at the metaverse or maybe Google with Stadia, which uh, was a product that they just shut down. A lot of tech companies will have a product leader or uh, an engineering leader say, wouldn't it be so cool if we made X? And then they spend time and effort and money making X and send it to market. And by the time it gets to market, everyone realizes that customers don't really have a problem that X solves. So customers might not be willing to uh, pay for it or might not be willing to go through the friction of downloading it or mm -hmm. trying it out. And generally, I think that's a, that's a challenge of product marketing. The earlier you can bring in a product marketer, the more they can bring that customer perspective, what are the customer's problems, what are their needs uh, into the product development process. So that's the inbound side of product marketing. And then the outbound side is how do we take our product or our features and communicate to an audience? So that's all about audience targeting, um, understanding who you're selling to or who you wanna sell to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about building value propositions for your products, building messaging frameworks and positioning for your products so you can make sure that when you try to sell a product, uh, it resonates with users and they wanna try it, they wanna buy it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also uh, enabling any sales staff that you might have, especially on the, the B2B or enterprise side so that they can go talk to potential uh, business clients and represent the product faithfully and effectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so on the inbound side, you're trying to figure out the problem you're gonna sell and also the right market you're gonna serve. And on the outbound side, you are sending like a message and you hope that message could resonate well for the market you are targeting. Yeah, exactly. You can think mm -hmm. of the inbound side as taking customer voice mm -hmm. and applying it to the company. And the mm -hmm. outbound side is taking the company and applying it to the customer. I see. 
Yeah, so for the inbound side, I noticed um, there's like a shift in the target markets for Grammarly. Like we said before, so initially um, the product was mainly used by students or researchers or people in academia. Um, but right now I, I see like more and more professionals are starting to try with Grammarly. So you could be like a journalist or salesperson or consultant or any like technical writer from whatever industry. I feel like a lot of content creators will also use this tool because they need like a decent social media post. Yeah, I think this also kind of like determines the new feature or new functionality grammar is developing. So I noticed the latest feature is that tone suggestion. So I think um, people need like more than like grammar checking or spelling checking, but they also want to phrase the thing they want to say clearly and also uh, reach their intended audience effectively. So that's what I've been observed. Yeah, it gets back to that idea that we were talking about that good writing isn't just mistake-free writing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's writing that helps you achieve whatever you're trying to achieve as you write. Mm -hmm. And professionals, just like students, have a lot they can achieve with their writing. Tone is a really cool addition to our product set. I'm glad you brought it up because it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's one of those rare crossovers mm -hmm. that we offer in the free plan and in the premium plan. Mm -hmm. In the free plan, we can actually use AI to detect uh, the tone of your writing, which is super cool. I really like it. It can tell if your writing sounds confident or if it sounds formal uh, and to me, it's more helpful when it tells me that my writing is like inconfident or defensive mm -hmm. because then I can correct for it. Um, and then on the premium side, I don't, I don't even have to correct for it. Uh, Grammarly does that for me. Um, mm -hmm. I can just click a button and all of a sudden my writing is more personable or more formal, uh, which is cool. And it gets back to that idea, you know, uh, writing with, effective tone is going to help you get the job done more effectively than if your tone is off. I'm sure we've all gotten a text or an email or a Slack message that could be interpreted as hostile or defensive or something bad. And generally when, you know, when you write, it's not always easy to know how your writing is going to be perceived by the reader. Mm -hmm. uh, so you want to make sure you deliver it correctly. And that's what Grammarly is trying to solve for. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the tone is um, very like critical, especially for workplace conversations, because you really like want your want to like move your project forward by being more like confident and persuasive, right? And I, I think besides the tones, I, I think few of us have like um global picture of what we write. Like there might be like words that we always using, like it's so like repetitive or some other like mm -hmm. bad habits uh, overall, if you have like an overview of your writing. So I think we can, we also might need help on that aspect. Yeah, it's also cool that it kind of trains you over time to realize uh, if there are deficits in your own personal communication style. Mm -hmm. For me, 
it helped me realize that I was hedging a lot of my writing uh, with language that was inconfident. Mm -hmm. Instead of just saying, this is the way this should happen, I would always say, I think this is the way, or this is probably how we should do things, mm -hmm. even when I knew that this is the way it should happen. Mm -hmm. And Grammarly's tone stuff helped me identify that. And even now that I'm uh, writing without it, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, if I had been writing the way I used to, mm -hmm. Grammarly would be showing me uh, tone suggestions, but it's kind of trained it out of me, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. I see. Do you think that also applies to your speech? I mean, when you like write in a style, sometimes your like speaking style or your speech will also change. It's a really good question. And it applies to something internal at Grammarly too. Um, we are asking ourselves internally, do we wanna be a writing assistant? Do we wanna be an AI writing assistant? Or do we want to be an AI communication assistant? And the efforts that we've taken to help people improve their writing mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to tone and when it comes to clarity are also efforts to improve their communication overall. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it totally applies to speech. It's a really cool thought that I haven't uh, considered before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we talk about like um, the consumer clients. I know there are also like enterprise clients. I'm just curious, why would enterprise interested in like purchasing such a, like a product on like a larger scale for like all the employees? To me, enterprise should be most interested in it out mm -hmm. of out of everyone, which is kind of funny. On one hand, you have the fact that productivity is lost. Mm -hmm. when bad communication is rampant in an organization or on a team. You can mm -hmm. imagine if communication isn't super tight, you're sacrificing time uh, and understanding as you need to correct stuff. And especially for organizations and teams that really have to deal with a high volume of writing. So you can imagine like uh, publications or content creators Mm -hmm. uh, marketing organizations uh, that are always relying on good writing. But you can also think about uh, like product development, mm -hmm. which takes a lot of cross-team communication. You think about like a sales organization or a customer support organization that's talking to external clients or customers where the stakes are high. If you communicate incorrectly, you might seem unprofessional. If you communicate with a bad tone, you might lose a client. It's really important stuff. And then Grammarly does this extra thing, which is cool for enterprises, which is uh, we add features on top that are team specific features, like a collective style guide. If you want to standardize your, your language across your whole team, mm. which I think we've all been in a situation at work or even at school where one person wants to say something one way and one person wants to say something a different way. Mm. Now you can just standardize it, which is pretty cool. I see. Yeah, I feel Grammarly can be like a very cool plugin for those collaboration tools. So when like many people collaborate on a same dog, you want the voice to be uniform, to be consistent. Yeah, 
Exactly. And this is, by the way, everything that I do every day from a product marketing standpoint, mm -hmm. it's always about, like we were talking about, thinking about what problems Grammarly is solving for our users and what problems we can solve if we, if we try to build something. Yeah, so we we'll briefly talk about Grammarly's YouTube campaign, and I, I feel <laughs> Grammarly invests heavily in YouTube advertising. So why why is that, and what's the impact? It's really funny. Everyone always brings up how we just inundate people with with ads, and every time somebody tells me, "Oh my gosh, I see so many of your ads," all I can think about is it's working. I am mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty fortunate as a product marketer to be marketing something unique in a product that is free. I don't have to convince people at first to buy anything mm -hmm. and it adds clear value. I think everyone can understand the value of uh, writing and communicating mistake-free. Mm -hmm. So the main challenge of trying to acquire customers is making sure they know that Grammarly offers free error correction and you can upgrade to uh, extraordinary writing. And the best way to uh, communicate that we found is through video. Yeah, and also I, I've been seeing the ads, the content itself is also changing. I feel um, Grammarly's ads are becoming more and more narrative. So it starts to bring in like characters and plot and funny dialogues. I think that help like reminds people of the scenarios you need like good writing and show where good writing could take you. Exactly. And the narrative extends sometimes beyond just one ad, which is kind of fun, is all in service to this idea that we're keen on at Grammarly, which is that Grammarly is, is an essential tool for life. It's not just this tool that you um, that you need to use when you're in finals. It's something that can help across a number of different use cases, which is really true. And it's the reason why we have so many customers who sign up for Grammarly for one reason or upgrade to Grammarly Premium for one reason mm -hmm. and then stick around for so long is as they go from student to professional, as they go from one job to another. The narrative in the ads is also the narrative we're seeing with our actual customers. Yeah, so which one is your favorite? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I love, there's, a, there's an ad we do, uh, which is a guy gets asked to be a best man and he's trying to write a best man speech. Mm -hmm. I think that one's really funny. I think it's, a cool example that doesn't apply to like a professional setting or a student setting. Jake had a few relationship disasters. Uh, Jake had a series of relationship mishaps. It really does showcase uh, Grammarly's unique value in helping you take that communication from competent to really great. So if you are single and superstitious, Maybe you should try cutting some holes in your mom's wedding dress. <laughs> because Jake told me himself, 
that he feels like the luckiest guy in the world to have met Eva. Yeah, and how about like other channels like TikTok or Facebook? Does Grammarly invest in those like as heavy as well? We definitely invest all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube is always the one that people talk to me about. It's the one that they see the most generally. But yeah, you know, we're open to a whole host of different ad platforms. And I think as a marketing organization, mm -hmm. you need to constantly be thinking about a multi-channel approach mm -hmm. for plenty of reasons, but a reason that might be more impactful than any of the others is that any one channel can totally change at any given time based on who owns that channel. Mm -hmm. You know, if Google wants to change uh, the algorithm for how uh, YouTube shows certain ads, it might totally massively impact our business if that's the only channel we use. Yeah. So having multiple channels helps us hedge a little bit. And mm -hmm. the other piece is efficient ad spend. It doesn't always make sense just to dump all your money into the most efficient channel because at some point you're going to see uh, diminishing returns. At some point, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it costs a little bit more per marginal user acquired on YouTube than it might uh, if we go try to spend on TikTok or on Facebook or on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I feel doing marketing is like it's it's sounds very similar to investing in stocks like there's returns but there are also like risk and you want to diversify your portfolio yeah and thankfully for me um i don't do that day to day uh, mm -hmm. i work with a really talented team of acquisition marketers who does that uh, and i get to be on the side if we're continuing your analogy that establishes a general strategy and a narrative and, and then, uh, like I said, those talented acquisition marketers mm -hmm. go out and uh, sell it within our ad channels. Yeah, and I, I also want to talk about like Grammarly's take on artificial intelligence because you know ai has been all the rage these days and especially in the productivity space and it's already like the power powerhouse for many existing productivity focused software and of course grammarly is also ai assisted but right now there's like other players out there they go even further like open an eye like their chat gpt could just write you like a paragraph from scratch, which totally blows our minds and also raised the bar there. So do you think it's something like, like a code red for other companies or what do you think would be Grammarly's edge or niche in this space? Yeah, very topical question. People are starting to realize that we're not waiting for AI to get here, AI is here. Uh, and what we're waiting for is AI to get better and AI to get integrated into uh, the tools that we're used to. Grammarly is first and foremost, an AI writing assistant. Mm -hmm. and we have the good fortune to 
have a lot of experience and expertise in the space. We've been doing this for over 13 years. We have over 30 million people trusting us uh, as we help them write better with AI. Generative AI, which is where OpenAI and ChatGPT operate, are exciting to us. It's first of all, paying credence to the idea that AI writing assistance is real and, and the vision for it is here to stay. Um, and then it's also uh, pushing the envelope. It's great that you know ChatGPT can go create a paragraph out of a prompt, but I would also argue you want to be creating writing with uh, a tool you trust is giving you high quality writing. I think the idea of generative AI, which is, of course, AI that generates original or novel content based on large language models, is totally reshaping how uh, AI writing assistance is going to look and how we communicate in general. I think in the next few years, everyone who's in uh, the world of productivity is gonna be affected somehow by generative AI. Mm -hmm. The real question becomes, how are trusted players going to apply that technology to specific use cases? We talked before about uh, designing solutions that have problems. Mm -hmm. There are companies out there, Grammarly included, that have identified problems and have provided really great solutions. The next question is, how are we gonna stay on the cutting edge of AI to provide solutions even better? So you're gonna find the problem you're gonna solve and become an expert at it. And since there will be like so many different kinds of problem, there will be like different players out there. So yeah, it won't be like a winner take all situation, but there will be like more like fragmented market right yeah you know like if if we think about the history of writing tools mm -hmm. you think about like the word processor as an example a word processor was a totally novel concept when it came out because computers were still pretty new and it completely changed the paradigm of how we write and now all these years later AI and generative AI are relatively new and generated writing, AI writing assistance. Uh, these are also totally changing the paradigm of how we write. Hey, thank you for listening. If you like our episodes, subscribe to Dedicated on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. If you want to follow us on socials, you can find us at Dedicated FM on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to contact us, our email is dedicatedfm2022 at gmail.com. I hope you enjoy.